Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Monday, February 5th. On this date in 1973, services at Arlington National Cemetery honored U.S. Army Colonel William Nold. He was the last official American combat casualty recorded before the Vietnam ceasefire took effect. And on this date in 1993, President Bill Clinton signed the Family and Medical Leave Act. It granted workers up to 12 weeks of unpaid leave for family emergencies. For your Monday morning, y'all, trivia question, on this date in 2014, 10 years ago, CVS announced it was pulling a popular product from its shelves. Which product was it? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, let's get a look at that forecast over at the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. And good Monday morning to you. I'm meteorologist Joey Sovide. Starting out with some scattered showers, lots of clouds, a little breezy and cool out there this morning as well. And that'll be the case through most of today. Some off and on light rain showers, nothing terribly heavy out there. Eventually that rain chance will completely fade away, but not until tonight. That's when we expect clouds to start to clear out and return to sunshine tomorrow. Now we do have some chillier mornings on the way. 38 tomorrow morning and near freezing Wednesday and Thursday morning with highs between 55 and and 60 degrees late this week as we look towards Friday and the weekend. We'll see high temperatures returning to the 70s. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. The Georgetown County Sheriff's Office is sharing more details about a reported kidnapping. Deputies say 42-year-old Jonathan Perry is facing kidnapping and a weapons charge, among others. According to the sheriff's office, Perry showed up at the victim's home around 2 a.m. Saturday, where he broke a window and drove into the home multiple times. Deputies tell us Perry then dragged the victim away from her home by her hair. He was later found and arrested in the, in the woods nearby and was booked into the Georgetown County Detention Center. The state law enforcement division is investigating an officer-involved shooting that happened in North Charleston. The North Charleston Police Department tells us it all happened just after 4 p.m. yesterday at Kent Avenue and Bailey Drive. We're told officers had been interacting with several people in the area, and at one point, an officer fired their gun. Now, we're still working to learn what actually happened in this case. Per department policy, that North Charleston officer has been placed on administrative duty, and it's still unclear whether anyone was hurt or if an arrest was made. We'll keep you updated on air and online as we learn more details. The FBI is looking for a man wanted for murder in New York, and they say he may have ties to South Carolina. The FBI Columbia Field Office is asking you to be on the lookout for this man, Matari Dixon, who's accused of shooting and killing a man following an argument last October. Investigators say they believe Dixon boarded a train and then traveled to several states. Dixon's also known to have ties to Charlotte, Georgia, Connecticut, and New York. A reward of up to $10,000 is being offered for information leading to his arrest. The father of Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes was arrested in Tyler, Texas for suspicious uh, suspicion of driving under the influence. Patrick Mahomes Sr. was initially held on $10,000 bond and was released yesterday. Mahomes Sr. is a former Major League Baseball pitcher. Court records show this is not his first run-in with the law. He's been arrested 11 times since 2009. Five of those arrests involve charges of driving while intoxicated.
We move to the campaign trail. Former South Carolina governor and presidential hopeful Nikki Haley campaigned her way across the Palmetto State last week. Last night, she made her final stop on Daniel Island at New Realm Brewing Company. Live 5's Carly Baker brings us more details on Haley's rally. Nikki Haley rallied people together here in Daniel Island and shared why people should vote for her in the upcoming South Carolina Republican primaries. The former South Carolina governor returned to her home state last week with visits to Columbia, Hilton Head, Lancaster, and Daniel Island. Haley's campaign is called It's a Great Day in South Carolina. As she prepares for the Republican primaries coming up at the end of this month on February 24th, she spoke about some of her successes as governor and what people can expect if she were elected president. One supporter who attended Sunday evening's rally shared why he's voting for Haley. We need a little change at this point in our country's uh, in our country's life. There's some things going on up there. As Nikki said, the world is on fire and we need somebody to help squelch it. Haley discussed topics such as parents having more of a decision in their child's education, better veteran health care, fentanyl issues, and moving forward with a new generational leader. The Republican candidate mentioned that both Donald Trump and Joe Biden are tied up in investigations and only talk about themselves. She also questioned their ability to get the job done due to them both being in their 80s, while Haley is in her early 50s. We will be keeping track of the South Carolina Republican primaries coming up in just a few weeks. You can also stay updated on our website at live5news.com. Reporting in Daniel Island, Carly Baker, Live 5 News. On the other side of the aisle, President Joe Biden is spending time out on the campaign trail in Nevada. Biden is hoping to turn out his base in the key battleground state. Yesterday, he met with black community leaders and clergy to discuss cost, discuss cost cutting for families and local businesses and infrastructure, as well as he held a campaign rally. Biden's campaign officials acknowledge they have their work cut out for them, but they say they are confident they can notch a win in the silver state in November. The results are in for our state's Democratic presidential primary and one candidate appearing to be running away with the victory. According to the unofficial results from SC Votes, President Joe Biden will win the race for receiving about 96 percent of votes. Author Marianne Williamson, Minnesota Congressman Dean Phillips and Will They'll both finish in second and third place, respectively, after taking close to 2% of those votes each. And despite President Biden winning by a landslide, the South Carolina Election Commission says a small fraction of voters turned out for this year's Democratic presidential primary. In total, South Carolina saw just over 131,000 ballots cast for the 2024 primary out of more than 3.2 million registered voters. And that accounts for just 4% of the state that actually came out this weekend. This year's numbers are down significantly from the 2020 primary, where the state saw just more than 16% of registered voters cast their ballots in the race. Looking at local elections, Catherine Templeton is expected to announce her bid for Congress to represent District 1 today. Templeton previously served as the director of the South Carolina Department of Health and Environmental Control and was a candidate for governor in the 2018 election. She's challenging current Congresswoman Nancy Mace to represent the Republican Party in the congressional race. Templeton will announce her bid alongside supporters, family and friends at 1030 a.m. at the Water's Edge restaurant in Mount Pleasant. Two candidates are running on the other side of the aisle to unseat Congresswoman Mace, Mac DeFord and Michael B. Moore.
who sat down for an exclusive interview with Live 5 last week. You can watch that on live5news.com. District 1 represents part of Charleston, Colleton, Berkeley, Beaufort, and Jasper counties. The primary election for District 1 is set for June 11th, with the winner facing the Republican candidate in the November general election. That's been in the works for four years now is finally set to start construction. Last month, the construction contract for the new IOP Marina and Green Space Waterfront Park was officially confirmed, and a kickoff meeting was held just last week. And our Autumn Klein joins us live from Isle of Palm, which is the future of the new waterfront park. We see it's pretty windy out there, Autumn. <laughs> but tell us a little bit more about this project and how it could impact local businesses. Yes, Shelby and Katie, it is pretty windy out here, but this project has been a long time coming. In 2020, City Council voted to create a public dock in green space in this area that was formerly leased to the commercial water sports operation. And as I think you can see behind me, that public dock and boardwalk has been completed, but one major part of the project remains. The waterfront park will cover the 300 by 25 foot wide area along the marina facing the inter intracoastal waterway. This park will include a large lawn area with a concrete walkway, as well as a series of benches on the waterfront walkway for residents to enjoy views of the water. This park will also include bicycle parking, kayak storage and launch area and golf cart parking spaces. I spoke with the general manager of Outpost, a very nearby restaurant, who shared his feelings about the project and the impact he feels it will have on his restaurant. I think that it's an added benefit to the island, to the residents, everybody, to have a space to use the dock. Um, kayak launching is a big thing that I think people will take advantage of. It's really going to help make this area kind of a place of interest for people, sort of a destination, so to speak, for people to be able to get some food, get some drink, watch the water go by, and then also use the dock that's right there. Poole said that he recently renovated his restaurant and he looks forward to this project bringing in new customers as he feels this area of Isle, Isle Palms is often overlooked. This project is slated to be completed by May of this year. Live on Isle Palms, Autumn Klein, Live 5 News. At the top of the show, I told you that pharmacy chain CVS announced it was pulling a popular product from its shelves 10 years ago. That product was cigarettes. They also removed all other tobacco products as well. Happy 102nd birthday to the magazine Reader's Digest, which hit shelves on this date in 1922. Also celebrating birthdays today, actor-comedian Christopher Guest is 76, singer Bobby Brown is 55, actor Darren Chris is 37, and actor Jeremy Sumter is 35. Thanks so much for joining us for Morning Y'all. Powered by Live 5 News, I'm Katie Kamen. I hope you have a great start to your week. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.